Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Joni Mitchell Podcast. I'm your host, Zachary Scott Johnson. My guest for this episode is the great character actor Stacy Keach. He's a world-renowned actor and an extraordinary person. It was wonderful to talk to him. It's a little bit shorter episode uh, as far as the interview goes, but we have a lot of music to play for you. Mr. Keach was kind enough to send me three songs, uh, One, the first of which is a song of his called Anything for Money, and at the end of the episode I play two songs of his, one called Polish Song, and the other is called Follow the Sun, which features his wife, Malgosia Tomasi Keach, on vocals. Also, about halfway through the episode, I play a song written and performed by the great Rita Wilson called Joni. That's from her uh, self-titled CD, uh, Rita Wilson, which just came out uh, a year or two ago. Thank you to Stacy and Rita for allowing me the opportunity to play these songs. I wanted to uh, invite you to check out Stacy Keach's work. He's got over 200 credits on IMDb, so there's a lot to get through. One project in particular I wanted to give a specific plug to was his recent autobiography, which is called All in All. It's a really great book. I've been enjoying it on Audible and think you would too. As always, please feel free to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. That really does help. If you want to get in touch with me, my email address is Podcast at gmail.com. Again, that's Podcast at gmail.com. I think we're ready to start the show. Would you be willing to uh, kind of dive into your own musical background and kind of what has influenced you? Because I know you compose, too, and you play, yes. right? Yeah. Right. Will you talk about your own influence? Well, my, I started, uh, I took piano lessons when I was a kid. My, much again, under great protest, I have to say, when I was sure. 12 or 13 years old, um, my, um, my parents and my mom particularly wanted me to learn how to play the piano. And I, I just hated to practice. I just hated it. But I was told if I didn't practice, I couldn't go out and play with my friends on the weekend. And as years went by, it was like, you can't, you don't get the car unless you go in and practice. Well, I I fought, oh, I fought and screamed and yelled, and I thank God that my parents held me, held my feet to the fire and right. and uh, kept me going, you know. So I I learned how to play the piano, you know. I mean, I'm, I'm a pretty good piano player, but I'm I mean, I'm not. Um, I don't know that I could play professionally, but I mean, and I have played in with my friends and jam and stuff like that. But uh, it's more sure. of a hobby. It's an avocation than anything else for me. It's, uh, even though I love composing, and my Polish wife uh, has penned a few lyrics to some songs that I've written, and uh, we've been on the air in Poland um, a couple of times. So that's it's fun. I enjoy it. Nice. Have you ever considered going that route? I mean, I'm sure you've had opportunities. Have you ever considered making a record, something like that? I have, you know, and, and I'm still considering it. I, I'm still in the process of doing it. <clears throat> the most bizarre thing, though, is that I, I cannot really, I, I find it very difficult to write lyrics to my own music. Um, I, it's not something that comes easy to me. Uh, it, it, I, I, melodies come very quickly, and, and ideas for for music come fairly quickly, but lyrics do not. Uh, maybe an idea will generate itself with one line or one poetic expression, but to to write the lyric to a song is something that I've I've done it in the past, but I mostly for comedic reasons. Uh, 
I wrote a song, for example, for the show that I narrate called American Greed. Uh-huh. And, uh, and one of the slogans on the show was some people would do anything for money. So I wrote a song, uh, a blues kind of riff, anything sure. for money. You know, some people think it's funny they'll do anything for money. They will lie, they will steal, they don't cry. So I, I did get, I, I managed to write, I did manage to write a song. Okay. Some people think it's funny. They'll do anything for money. They will lie. They will steal. They don't cry. They don't feel. No. They think it's funny. And they'll do anything. Anything at all for money. Well, it's never enough. You always need more. And the simple truth is you need more than before. You'll do anything to get it. To win, you have to bet it. No, you won't regret it. Remember to forget it. Some people think it's funny. It's not all milk and honey. They'll do anything, anything at all for money. It's a habit, it's a need, and you need it to succeed. Some people are addicted. Some people call it greed. Others think it's funny. (laughs) And they'll do anything, anything at all for money. But it's never enough. You always need more, and the simple truth is you need more than before. You'll do anything to get it, to win you have to bet it. No, you won't regret it, remember to forget it. Some people think it's funny, it could be milk and honey. They'll do anything, anything at all for money. They will lie, they will steal, they don't cry, they don't feel. No, they think it's funny, and they'll do anything, anything at all for money. It's a habit, it's a need, and you need it to succeed. Some people are addicted, some people call it greed. Others think it's funny, just like milk and honey. They'll do anything, anything at all, for money. But it's never enough. You always need more, and the simple truth is you need more than before. You'll do anything to get it, to win you have to bet it. No, you won't regret it, remember to forget it. Some people think it's funny, forget the milk and honey. Just do anything, anything at all for money. How about a job? Anything, anything at all for money. Rob a bank? Anything, anything at all for money. How about a Ponzi scheme? Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess you you want to be paired with somebody who who is the opposite, right? Who writes mostly lyrics and but finding that yes, kind of that would be great. With, I, yeah, every day, finding that kind yeah, of simpatico yeah. sometimes is tricky. Yes, yes, it is. Yeah. Well, um, I'm, well, who knows what the future may hold? Huh? <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Good. did you did you have your kids take piano lessons or music instruments? I, we tried. My wife and I tried, but uh, the, uh, we gave in. And, uh, you know, I even went much against the protests. I mean, uh, we uh, and I'm sorry we did. I really am. And uh, I think it, you know, it, it can be tricky. It yeah. is because, of, but the anxiety and the, and the just you created such a storm and drama around the house that we we was in. Our, our kids were about two years apart, boy and a girl. And um, my wife and I just said, well, okay. Onwards, they'll find something else in life to, you know. Sure. Music yeah. is not going to be a, not, not part of their repertoire. Yeah, the, 
the hardest part is, you know, you the the idea of you'll thank me when you're older makes total sense to an adult, but it doesn't really. It yes, doesn't it doesn't make, it makes no sense whatsoever to a kid. No, right. You're absolutely right. <laughs> and it is true. Uh, I mean, you know, the thing you'll never hear somebody say is, boy, I really regret taking piano lessons. You never hear anybody no, say you, that. No, that's right. But, you never hear that. That's very true. That's very true. Um, well, I've been really, yeah. I've been listening to uh, your wonderful audio book on Audible recently. Oh, uh, good. It's it's wonderful. I mean, you're, you have oh, a thanks. great voice for audio books. That's, I'm sure, why you get so many great gigs narrating. But your your book is really well written, too. It's really fascinating. I think you do a really nice job of getting insight into your life, giving us enough of your work and kind of the back story, you know, the stuff that's, uh huh. Interesting to people who love movies and TV, but also getting a sense of you as a person. I think you do a really, really nice balance between those well, two. Well, thank things. you. I appreciate that. Thank it's you. A, it's a very well written book. Um, but in relation to this podcast, which is most of the time focused around Joni Mitchell, I reached out to you because you shared some Joni Mitchell uh, tidbits in there. Not a lot of them, but you shared a few Joni Mitchell tidbits, including that you were on the kind of well-known George McGovern benefit back in the 70s. Are you Were you part of that event, or were you just attending that event? I was attending that event, but in, in attending that event, at the time, of course, I was with Judy Collins. We were together, and she was my paramour at the time. Right. And um, on my 30th birthday, Judy managed to get a, one of Tony's paintings and gave it to me as a gift, which is one of my great treasures. I have a I have wow. one of her original. I have an original painting of hers. It's a small one, but it's beautiful, and I love it. And I just, I cherish it. And one of the great, one of the great moments in my life was uh, that I treasure was when, at that event at the George McGovern benefit afterwards, Joni, Judy Collins, Joan Baez, Warren Beatty. And myself, we all went to the Universal Cafe in San Francisco. And they, they actually, Joni, Judy, and Joan sang well into the early morning hours. Just wow. Two, I mean, it was unbelievable. I mean, I could still, I get goosebumps when I, when I think back on it. It was one of the great moments of my, 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 my life. Yeah. You're and, killing um, me. And I'm sure most of uh, the audience. You, you're killing me with that story, the idea of being in that room. You are so lucky, and oh, I'm sure goodness. the audience for the just, show, too. It was extraordinary. It was extraordinary. Very special, oh, very unusual, and very, just one of those moments. Um, and over the years, Judy and I were together. I I, I got to know Joni uh, a little bit, and uh, I, I loved her. I mean, she's one of talent. I mean, um of course, in those days, it was both sides now and clouds. Of, uh, you know, they were on the airwaves at all times. And, uh, right. Uh, yeah, and um, I mean, it, it was such such a pleasure for me to know that two great singers, Joni and Judy, could be friends and not be jealous of one another, have any antipathy towards one another. They loved each other and respected one another and supported one another. And I thought, you know, I... You know, that's a, it's a good thing for actors, and I think artists of all you know ilks to emulate. Um, and right, it's a real pleasure. I actually, I I have always wondered about that relationship because um, 
you know, Judy had hits with several of Joni's songs before Joni did. And, That's uh, right. They, well, they both never, sides now, I think, the bigger... And Chelsea think, Morning, too. And Chelsea Morning, that's correct. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, um, but they never, you know, they never recorded a duet or anything. You never, um, you know, they never toured no. together or anything like that, which is not, of course, that's not, of course, the only indication of anything. Actually, Joni never really, Judy is very collaborative. You know, she does a lot of duets, yes. especially recently. She did a duet record. Yeah. She's coming out with one with, with Steven Still. And with Steven, um, yeah. She just did one with a younger singer-songwriter named Ari Hest. You know, she's been very... In fact, she just did a duets record not that long ago um, with, you uh-huh. know, a different guest on each song. Um, but, you know, jo- that's not really what Joni was ever interested in doing. She occasionally had guests, yeah. but that's not, that's not really what she did. So I'm sure that explains most of it. But I have always wondered if they were good friends. Um, I, they were. I knew they were. At least yeah. they were during the time that I was with you, yeah. Very nice. Yeah. And you got to sing on one of Judy's most iconic records, too. Amazing Grace, yeah. Yeah. What was that experience yeah. like? Oh, that was great. Yeah, it was wonderful. I mean, it was quite a crowd. Quite an amazing experience, yeah. And uh, I remember we worked very hard to get the harmonies, you know, get the, <laughs> to get the harmonies right. Sure. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was, it, was quite, it was quite an event, yeah. Yeah, those were very different days than we than today. I mean, there was such a, you know, and yet in some ways they're similar because of what you know the the country was divided in those days when we right. were all very much against the war in Vietnam, and, uh, and so there was. I think it was the beginning of the real, you know, the division in America that really started back in those days. And has unfortunately lasted since. Well, been worse actually. I think. Anyway, I don't want to get into politics. Well, we I, I have talked with a few people about that. It seems like this is a very unique time. I mean, especially for people yeah. who were around in the '60s and '70s. This still feels like right. what's happening right now is similar in a way, but almost very exactly. similar. Yes, in some ways. Yeah. 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 Um, nice. Did you did you cross paths with Joni ever again beyond that uh, McGovern event? Yes. Uh, she and David Geffen and I went and had breakfast uh, in Los Angeles at one point, and I can't remember what what triggered that occasion, but uh, I think that was the last time I saw Joni, and that okay. was very about- close to toward the I think the end of my relationship with Judy. Okay, so th- this would have been back in the seventies. It was in the seventies, yes. Yeah. Okay. Driving the canyon, knowing. You're up there Strumming Singing a sad song On your guitar Life had already shown you With roses there come thorns Who knew your melody 
kitchen door, your piano, and words were your weapons and your flowers. Oh, you're the clouds above every red road on the way to California. I see cold and blue and a case of you skating down the river to your. Joe Williams, um, 
keyboard guys, you know, piano guys. Um, sure. Oscar Peterson being my god. I mean, <laughs> he is the uh, most amazing keyboard. Yeah, I think. Yeah. That I've ever experienced. And, and I don't play anywhere near like that. I can't. I mean, but uh, I just, I, I, love, I love to listen to his music. And he's a great influence of mine, no. On the, yeah, but I love classical music, I, and I most of my composing, however, is very kind of schmaltzy, nostalgic music, uh, movie kind of music. It's very romantic, mostly, and a very uh, uh, nostalgic. I guess is the best word. I, um, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Ho- hopefully, we'll get an opportunity to to hear more of it. It would be it well. Would be I hope so too. Yeah.
Chicago right now. Are you based out of Chicago? Are, do you spend most of your time in Chicago, or is this... No, no, I was doing a play at the Goodman Theater doing a one-man Hemingway show, and uh, opening night, and we, we had done 12 previews, and opening night, I had a, a, a heart attack. I heard about that. It was that. just unbe- it was unbelievable. I mean, it was like it was no pain. It was just like the fog rolled in, and uh, it was totally disoriented. I didn't know where I was or what was going on. And um, I had some surgery, and I've been recovering in Chicago, and I'm doing fine. Everything is good. Right. I'm uh, off to Poland next week with my wife, my public wife, and Malgosha. And we, okay. we have a house over outside of Warsaw, and I'm looking forward to. A little R and R before I go back to Los Angeles in August to start work on Man with a Plan with uh, Matt LeBlanc. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm so glad to hear that. I didn't know whether that was um, something you were wanting to talk about. I'm sure you're getting inquiries. No, I'm. It, it was well, it was it was publicized pretty heavily. So. Right. Was, <laughs> I mean, it was uh, such a bizarre, you know, experience because. As I said, we had 12 previews that we had done, we'd gone very well and actually filmed. One night we, we filmed the show. And, uh, sure. I'm very happy, I'm very grateful. We had the production this up and running. So we plan to come back to Chicago next year and then resume my, uh, resume the play and give the Chicago audience just what I cut them short of, but, uh, you know. Good. Well, I'm I'm so glad to hear that. Like I said, I, I didn't want to bring it no, up. No, thank you. But one of the things I wanted to ask you about that has nothing really to do with Joni um, is in your book, one of the things that is most impressive is, I mean, throughout your career, you've worked with really everybody. I mean, you the people you've worked with, it, it's a who's who list of <laughs> amazing. <laughs> I mean, you, you really, you have. So I'm sure you've gotten this question before, but is there anybody out there um, who you haven't worked with that you would be particularly excited to work with at this point? Oh, my gosh. There's so many dancers that I love and that I haven't worked in. To start naming them would be, you know, uh, I would be tough. You'd leave somebody out? You're right, though. I've been very great. I've been very blessed and very fortunate to work with some wonderful, wonderful people, particularly the last couple of years. uh, um, but no, there are there are. I mean, all right, I'll tell you a couple of them. Anthony Hopkins <laughs> is a friend of mine. I've never worked with him, and I would love to. So, okay, he's a great actor, and uh, I've never worked with uh, my friends um, Bobby De Niro or Al Pacino either. I mean, they, you know, yeah, 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 you got me going now. I shouldn't do this. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, it's uh, always that thing where I know you'll you feel like you'll leave somebody out, but at the same time, I think well, that's right, you know. And I, 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 I count them among my friends and uh, and uh, love their work, and we have mutual respect. And then I, I would love to work with them at some point. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Nice. In a similar mm-hmm. vein, because you have you have over two hundred credits on IMDb at wow. this point. That's that's a lot of work. So. It would be easy to say, um, it, for for fans of your work like myself, what are some things that you uh, participated in that you feel like maybe didn't get seen by as many people as you would have liked to see? What is something that you thought was really great that you would encourage fans of yours to check out in case they're not familiar with your entire body of work? 
Well, there's a couple of films that I made that did not do very well at the box office that were, I thought, were kind of very special films. One of them was um, a film that called The Ninth Configuration. It was also titled Twinkle, Twinkle, Killer Kane at one point. William Peter Gladdy, who wrote The Exorcist, wrote it. And it's, one of, it's a very bizarre movie, but it's one of my favorites. And... Um, it did not do well at the box office, obviously, but it's one of my it's one of my favorite films. And I certainly, I'm often asked, "What is you know, what is your favorite film?" And, right. Um, my answer is always the next one. Right. Uh, because I, it's impossible for me to, to really say which one uh, you know. But your your your, uh, your question was phrased a little bit differently, so I could answer. Very specifically, in terms of a, a film that I loved, that you know, I thought was a very good film that not many people saw sure. at the time. You know, you know. Yeah, and it's, it's not a, um, you know, it, be, specifically mentioning one project or two projects doesn't it doesn't say anything about the rest of them. It's just an example of one. Then, no. I mean, that happens all the time. That there is yeah, really the, great stuff that you know isn't seen by a ton of people. In fact. I think nowadays the way, in particular movies, it's probably not this way on TV anymore, but I feel like in movies, really, the best stuff being made is not seen by very many people. And, you know, the, kind of stuff, the stuff that is really, really popular is not my, I mean, it's the superhero stuff, which is fine. That's not my favorite genre. But, um, you know, it's the stuff that's popular is not always the most interesting. It's kind of the no, stuff that's that true. Is, uh, but I will say this. I just recently went and saw, I don't know if you've seen it, Wonder Woman? I haven't. I've been hoping to see it. I, that's the kind of movie I would like. It's to an support. extraordinary experience. I mean, it's you know, good. it's a genre that I would never, you know, I'm not drawn to it. Uh, you know, I mean, I used to, I loved comic books as a kid, but in the, in the world of movies in today's world, it's not, I mean, those kinds of action, adventure kind of you know, movies are not my priorities. I, you know, I mean, Sure. And yet, this film is extraordinary. It really is just amazing. It's, uh, it's first of all, it's beautifully, beautifully directed um, and beautifully acted. Um, it, it's an extraordinary film. It's it's grounded in Greek mythology, which I think is a very smart thing. You know. And, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's very romantic and very it's it's funny and, and moving and uh, and has all the action that you, you know ever wanted. And it's just an extraordinary experience, and I was pleasantly surprised. I wasn't expecting that, and I don't think a lot of people were. But it's, you know, I know it's done very well. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's done very well. I, because I don't have much of a comic book uh knowledge i always appreciate when there's a little bit of the backstory so like you say when there's um some kind of greek mythology elements in it mm-hmm. that makes it a little bit easier to to kind of well it has on. a yeah it has it has a it's not just cloth it's it's got um some mythological uh dimension to it that that is that is rounded in history and it's beautifully shot it's, I think it's going to win a lot of awards. I really do. 
Yeah, well, that's good to hear. You know, those movies are get, attracting a lot of really um, high-end actors. Robert Redford's done I know. one. Well, Hopkins yeah. has done one. Kate Blanchett's done one. Would you ever Would you ever go that route, or has anybody ever offered you something oh, in one of these? Of course. Yeah, yeah. I'd love it. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. Sure. They're kind of taking over. Um, there, there are so many of them now that I'm sure the opportunity will, will come to you at some point because they're making more and more and more of them. Um, yes. Getting back to some of the, the music stuff, um, when it comes to Joni's work, I don't know if you know her catalog, you know, inside and out. I always like to ask people if they have favorite records of hers or favorite songs of hers. Do you have particular, you know, things that struck you with, with Joni's work over the years? Well, again, I'm, you know, pretty much in those early 70s songs. I mean, they're still in my head. Both Sides Now and Clouds and Chelsea Morning. I mean, those, those, are, those three particularly stick out. Sure. I'm not, I, I'll be honest with you, I'm not as familiar with it more recent work. And uh, I should be probably, but I'm, it's just, again, it was, an, it was a period of my life where, um, we were very close and in close proximity because of because of Judy, really. Because you know, I mean, that's, that was the whole reason why I got right. to know Johnny. I got to know her work. Yes. Did you come across other? I'm sure. I'm sure you did. It's just not the best question in the world. But what what other uh, you know singer songwriters did you come across because because of Judy at that period? I mean, she really crossed. Well, Stephen Stephen Stills. Who, you know, at the time, I mean, when Judy and I first fell in love, I mean, she had just come off that relationship, and right, and and I was extremely jealous. Uh, I've often thought that love the one you're with is, you know, I'm the one. Uh, (laughs) uh, At the time, but then Stephen and I became we became friends after that, and uh, remained so over the years. Um, not close friends, but with very cordial and very supportive of one another. And uh, he's a he's a he's a he's brilliant. He's a genius. He's a great 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 musician. Great yeah. respect for him. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I'm very happy that you know we, we, there's no antipathy. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, they. Um, it's it's good when when after relationships are over, people can be adults about everything and, and stay friends. That's, that's the best. I know. And I, I, unfortunately, that's not always been the case in my life, but uh, I think it is when, when it has happened, I'm very happy about it. And Judy and I, have been very close. well, we're aunt and uncle to the same we nephew. I mean, my brother married Judy's sister, Holly, and they had a child, uh, Kaylin, who's, so Judy and I are, you know, we're aunt and uncle for the same, uh, same child. So we're, we're, we're family. We're, yeah, you know. so it's amazing how things work out that way. It's it's kind of a, the universe wants you to, to stay in each other's orbit, basically. Right, exactly. Well, thank you so much for, for sharing your, your thoughts. It's been a joy. It really has. And I'm going to try and get some music to you so that you can spend uh, some music. Great to talk to you. All right. I'm so happy to hear you're doing you're doing well and um, well thank be, you I appreciate that I'm going to be looking forward to the show next year I hope you do bring it back to Chicago and I'll come see it.
światła Tam, gdzie miłość nie wygasła Zdobędziesz na zawsze mnie 